Hello, everyone. Happy Monday, September 26th, officially two and a half weeks away now from the start of the regular season. And we actually finally have some hockey games to get into. The Penguins did kind of a split squad, uh, pre two preseason games against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Sunday, won the first one, lost the second one. I'm going to get into both of those, my takeaways from what I saw, um, and all that good stuff coming up for today's episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. We're all going to get also getting into a couple of roster cuts that were made. On Monday, we're also going to go over the lineup that the Penguins just announced for the Tuesday game that was just announced actually about 10, 15 minutes ago. So that's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter, at Eleanor Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's jump right into it. Penguins played their first two games of the preseason on Sunday. It was actually kind of cool, you know, have the preseason game on my laptop. I'm also watching some football. It's definitely tough just because, you know, from the people I follow on Penguins Twitter, um, not a lot of people were tweeting about it. I mean, it's it's a preseason game. You know, not a lot of the regulars are playing. Of course, some people aren't going to be as interested, but you know, there were some of the regulars playing in both games. And, you know, I think for the first game yesterday, I watched that one a lot more than the second one, just because for the second one, the blue jackets were basically playing almost their entire full roster while the penguins were playing basically a Wilkes-Barre version of their team. Like one of the only regulars that was playing in that game was Danton Heinen. Of course he had um, the lone primary assist on the, lo- the penguins lone goal. So that kind of, that game kind of went out. I think you all would expect. I'll get to that one um, a little later on. But for the first one, you know, I, I noticed some good things in the first period. You know, one player that really stood out to me, I thought, I'm um, not just in the first period, but I think for the entire game was Drew O'Connor. He looked to be a lot faster than he was last season. He was also getting to the net a lot more than I, you know, had usually seen him get to the net, whether it's down Wilkes-Barre or in the short sample size of the Penguins last year. Um, I know the numbers didn't paint it that way. You know, you look at some of the underlings and it, it looks kind of rough. I guess my eye test was a little bit different. Maybe mine sucks. I, I don't think it does, but it's interesting that, you know, the numbers don't stack up to what I saw. Um, Sam Poulin, I thought he was pretty engaged, especially in the offensive zone. He had a couple of really nice scoring chances against Columbus that um, they were able to turn away. He also got some uh, power play time. Which I like, you know. I, I, you know, I'm actually starting to notice him a lot more on the ice. You know, usually when I watch the preseason games, like last year, year before that, wasn't noticing him at all. Just was kind of gliding around the ice. But you know, for this game and especially in that first period, you know, looked pretty engaged to me. Um, and I was kind of surprised that, you know, he did, didn't really score in this game, considering the chances that he did have. Um, Kasperi Kapanen, you know, he he looks fine, but the biggest thing for me right now with him, he needs to start being selfish. And I know that's usually not a good trait for a person to have, but when it comes to, you know, the sport of hockey and how he played last season, he needs to start, you know, just when he has the puck on an odd man rush, just take a shot. You know, you, you need to be selfish. You're the player that struggled last year. The team also just rewarded you with a pretty nice contract extension. You need to show them that they were right 
to extend you. There were multiple times yesterday. One of them was a three-on-one that I saw. I believe Zucker was on the left side and other players behind him. And he has a clear shot to the net where he could probably beat this goaltender, whoever it was. It was not Merzlikens for the uh, for the Jackets. It was I think it was like their third or fourth string guy. And he's just deferring for a pass. And it's just like, no, you know that that's not the play there, especially on a three-on-one. The Blue Jackets are able to break it up and then go back down the other way. Scoring chance was you know averted. And again, I, I want him to be better in those situations. There's also a two-on-zero. Captain was Zucker. You know, he defers to Zucker, who puts the puck on net. Nice save. But, you know, again, even in that situation, I know it's a 2 on 0. I know you want the goalie to move, but I still want, you know, I still want him to shoot in that situation. And maybe he passes to Zucker, who passes it back, and then he puts the puck on net. That's also fine with me. But if you, if he's only making one pass and he's not getting the puck back, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, that's not good enough for me. Um, you know, this was a problem for him last year. It's still a problem right now. You know, looked fine otherwise defensively. You know, didn't really make any mistakes. I like that the Penguins are finally giving him some penalty killing opportunities. Mike Bellucci usually runs that unit. Um, that was something that I've been preaching a lot throughout the offseason. He did a really good job of it in Toronto. The underlying numbers back that up. Um, if he can get more PK time, um, that could help him, you know, use his speed to his advantage potentially get more goals and assists. Um, it, you know, they, they really need to try anything at this point to get him going because, you know, how he played last season, how he played last night, for the most part, you know, it's just, it's not good enough for me. I know it's only the preseason, but, you know, I just, I want to see him be more consistent overall. And the last thing I noticed for, you know, especially in the first period last uh, during the afternoon, Ty Smith skating is so smooth. I mean, it is a joy to watch him skate with the puck um, up the ice. He was quarterbacking the top power play unit, doing a really nice job with it. I thought the underlines, not going to paint the best picture, but you know, to me at least from the eye test, I, 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 even though I didn't really look at the numbers that much, um, I was impressed with how he played. Um, again, I really do think the Penguins are just going to take him to school, basically put him in the video room and show him, okay, this is what you did wrong in New Jersey. We got to get you to doing this. And, you know, Todd Reardon, especially with what they did with Mike Matheson, I think this is going to work um, really well. It's going to pay huge dividends for them. And I'm really excited uh, for the future, um, for his future with this team. I thought it was a good start for him. I know he didn't, um, you know, he didn't like wow me with some stuff. But overall, with the, at least for the first preseason game, I liked what I saw overall. Um, John Lozat was able to get one of the Penguins goals. Um, you know, nice player down in Wilkes-Barre. You know, he plays some minutes defensively. He'll probably be a roster cut at some point. And then also really nice pass from Sam Poulin to set up the tying goal to um, Andonovsky. Um, also another player that's probably going to start the season in Wilkes-Barre. Um, came with just under a minute left in the third period. And then the goal of the day, you know, props to Jason Zucker. Uh, we'll do some clapping here. Um, just a beautiful goal. By him, you know, he comes around the net. Basically, the Penguins are just swarming Columbus um, in the offensive zone. Comes around the net, and you know, goes on his backhand around a defender. Goes to the front of the net and is able to push the puck. You know, shoots it, then kind of goes off him and in the net. But you know, that's the kind of rush I want to see from Zucker more often. If you all watch the game, then you all know what I'm talking about. I'm trying. I was trying to describe it the best I could, but you know, he's he's coming in 
on his backhand, protecting the puck really well, goes around this defender, was able to get it to his forehand, shoots it to save, but it's still it's able to bounce back. The rebound's able to bounce back off him and into the net. And, you know, again, that's something that we really, really didn't see a lot from him last year. You know, part of it is all obviously due to injury, but even when he was healthy, he just wasn't crashing the net super often and wasn't going to the dirty areas. If he's able to add that to his repertoire this year, that I think only, you know, helps the case, especially with my bold prediction of him scoring 20 or 25 goals. That's just a goal that, you know, I really enjoyed. And it, he, he definitely looked like he enjoyed it too. It was a nice, even though it was a preseason game, he had a nice celebration there. That's for sure. So that was a nice win for the Penguins, even though it's a, even though it's just for the preseason. Um, liked a lot of the players, a lot of the players' performances. Um, also, Casey DeSmith in goal. I guess I'll say that looked fine. Didn't really give up any bad goals or anything. He only gave up one goal. Um, anyway, nice to see him back in the Nets. His first game action since obviously the uh, pulled the pulled groin in the playoffs. And then Philip Lindbergh came in. A little bit rusty. I didn't like really one of the goals that kind of just like, you know, slid in pretty slowly. I think he should have had that, but he's also coming off a long-term injury as well. So I'm not really too worried about him um, right now. He's going to get the start in Wilkes-Barre um, when that season begins. So overall, like that performance for the Penguins, um, like some of the regulars, like some of the Wilkes-Barre players that played, and especially that Jason Zucker goal was awesome, to say the least. Um, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into the second preseason game, um, what I liked about that, what I didn't like about that. And then, of course, later on for the show, we're going to get to a couple of roster cuts and we'll also um, do, I guess, a small preview um, for the matchup against Detroit Red Wings and go over the roster that was just announced um, a few minutes ago. But before we get to that, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because, you know, didn't have time for some stuff in the morning, wanted better gut health more energy, optimized immune system. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, and your aging, all of those things. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, also supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. They use the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product irritations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. They also have over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Means is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So Penguins played their second preseason game on Sunday night, and it kind of went the way you would expect when a very baby version of the Penguins um, is going up against basically the A version of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, To put this in perspective, the Blue Jackets had Patrick Lane playing, Jacob Voracek, Jack Roslovich, Johnny Gaudreau, Elvis versus Leakins, and basically almost all the regulars playing. Well, the Penguins basically only had Dan Heinen. 
I'm not kidding. That is basically one of their only regulars that they had in the lineup. You could look at the lines last night. Denton Heinen with Ryan Paling and Josh Archibald. Drake Kajula with Radim Zahorda and Alex Nienlander. Um, Nathan Ligari, um, you know, Sepkovsky, Frasco, who scored the goal last night. Um, Xavier Olet, Jack St. Ivy, Taylor Fadoon, P.O. Joseph, Dustin Tokarski was starting. It was literally the Wilkes-Barre uh, Scranton version of the Penguins last night. And Penguins lost 5-1. to one. Um, Probably should have been a worse blowout. I don't think the Penguins played very well. That said, you know, who stood out to me um, in this game? Hyman looked good. And, you know, he should. You know, he's the only, basically, the only regular playing. He got the primary assist on the Frosca goals. A nice shot from uh, Frosca, by the way, to make it 4-1 to one for a brief time. Um, he's probably going to start the season in Wilkes-Barre. He's not going to make this team, um, at least in my opinion. I also like the chances that Ryan Paling was getting. He had a couple of you know really nice shots on that that Merzlikens had to be careful with. Um, I think if it, you know he, if he had a little bit of an off night, um, I definitely could have seen him scoring a goal or two. I, I was you know I, that was a good first impression, um, at least for me on Paling. I don't think he's going to be like the team third line center or anything, but you know he definitely has the potential to win. Um, at least that fourth line left wing spot. I liked how he played. Redeem Zahorna thought he was fine. Didn't really do anything to stand out. Um, at least to me, obviously he has a big frame, long reach. Um, I think right now he probably is a bit of a long shot to make the team out of campus because there's a few players above him on the depth chart, but obviously he'll be one of the top call-ups um, if he does get sent down to Wilkesbury. POJ thought he looked fine, but he's also playing with Taylor Fordoon, so I really can't evaluate that too much. Justin Dokarski, you know, I'm not really going to sit here and evaluate his performance too much. He's going up against the Blue Jackets top players. Um, there's only really so much he can do, you know, with the team um, in front of him. And I know some people are saying, um, well, you know, how can you really evaluate these kind of players going up against um, an A team? You know, it's kind of simple. You know, even though they're going up against NHL regulars, you can still look to see, you know, okay, how are they stacking up to them? You know, or you know, are, are they are they moving the puck well? Are they getting some chances? All that stuff. And you know, for the players that I, d- I did mention, you know, those players did get chances, and you know, I, I thought they did play um, pretty well, um, at least to me. You know, again, there's really not too much else talk about when it comes to that game, you know, just because, you know, it's, again, it's the Wilkes-Barre Scranton version of the Penguins going up against, you know, a really good version of the Blue Jacks. Well, I shouldn't even say a really good version of them, just their A team. But, you know, I think those were the players that really um, stood out to me. I thought Anson's, um, he also had a couple of uh, good chances. Legare thought he was fine. Nylander, you know, didn't really do, do, do too much to stand out, but, you know, was still fine. Um, I guess Shevkovsky, you know, he's also um, a pretty interesting player, a player that's definitely going to, I think, start the season in Wilkes-Barre. As for Josh Archibald, he was on the top line. Um, he had a couple of chances, but he also fired them way over the net. Um, that's not going to work, you know, especially if he wants to win um, that 12th forward spot. Um, I do want to see more from him, um, you know, just from, you know, getting those chances and finishing those chances if he actually wants to get um, a spot, in, in, you know, in the lineup on an every night basis. I don't, I think right now a little bit of a slow start for him. Um, he's also not going to be playing in the, basically the penguins dress rehearsal game on Tuesday. I'm going to have more on that um, coming up in the final segment, but you know, n- not much from him again, had a couple good chances, but um, 
you know, he's, he's got to be able to at least hit the net um, on those, to say the least. Um, making sure I got everything uh, here. One last thing, though. Um, Penguins, they did make a couple of roster cuts um, on Monday afternoon. Uh, defenseman Isaac Bellevue has been reassigned to his QMJHL team, and Ryan McCleary has been assigned to the Portland Winterhawks of the Western Hockey League. Bellevue um, appeared, um, in, I believe, in the first game against the Blue Jackets, on Sunday was a plus two, according to the Penguins press release. Did not know that. Um, the Penguins training camp roster is now down to 56 players. So that is the uh, first round of cuts. Again, down to 56 players. Um, a couple of defense, um, yeah, a couple of defensemen um, have been reassigned to their junior teams. I'm sure there will probably be more cuts following the game against the Red Wings or uh, their other preseason game a little later on um, this week. So that does it for this second segment for today's episode. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to do, I guess, a small little preview of that matchup against Detroit Red Wings and look at the lineup that you all will see um, tomorrow night against the Red Wings at PPG. So it's all coming up right after this commercial break. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Alonso Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's get right on into it here. Um, the Penguins, they released the lineup at about 2.30 Eastern time. And you know, this is, this is again, this is a dress rehearsal game. On defense, Brian Dumoulin, Ty Smith, Jeff Petrie, Marcus Pedersen, Jan Ruto, Crystal Tang. I would be pretty surprised if those are not your starting six defensemen when the regular season kicks off on October 13th. I would be pretty stunned, especially with how I like Ty Smith's performance. Petrie's going to be in the lineup. Dumoulin, Pedersen, Rutella, Tang. The only one that I think is questionable at this point is Smith. Looks like Casey DeSmith is going to get the start in this game. I mean, it, it says, it says well, may, may, well, maybe not, because I think they go like top number to a bottom number. Um, but um, if, if that's the case, um, Jari might get the start, and then DeSmith will come in to relieve him. So both goalies are going to be in the game. And then Drew O'Connor, Jason Zucker, Brian Rush, Drake Kajula, Brock McGinn, Ryan Paling, Kasper Captain, Teddy Bluger, Jake Ensel, Redeem Sohorner, Ricard Raquel, Kenny Malkin, and Cindy Crosby will all be playing. Though almost all those forwards are regulars. The only ones that I believe are not playing, Jeff Carter, I'm just making sure I got this right here. Um, yes, Jeff Carter and Danton Heinen. And obviously POJ is not getting is not playing. Either, but I believe the only two, the four regulars that are not playing, Jeff Carter and Hein. Remember, Carter is hurt with an injury. I've not heard um, any update on him. I'm sure he's still being evaluated. And then obviously, Hein, um, you know, he just, you know, he just played on Sunday, so they're just going to give him um, the night off. So lines wise, I would assume you're going to see Gensel, Crosby, and Raquel on the top line. Second line, I think you're going to see Evgeny Malkin with Brian Russ and Jason Zucker. Um, Third line, I would assume Teddy Bluger will probably be the third line center. Would say with Kasperi Kapanen and maybe Brock McGinn or Ryan Paling. Um, actually, no, I think they, I think they might put McGinn on that line with Bluger and Kapanen. And then the fourth line, I would probably say um, O'Connor with Paling and Kajula or Sohorna. So there's 13 forwards on here. One of these guys is going to be scratched. Um, but that's probably what you're looking at. Your fourth line, O'Connor, Kajula, 
Zohorna and, you know, all the rest of those guys and, you know, Pangling or something or something like that. I think three of, three of those four players are going to make up your uh, your fourth line. And then again, you know, Bluger with Kapanen on the third line and McGinn, I think is probably what you're looking at outside your top six. Defensive pairings, I do think you're probably going to see Dumoulin Latang, Patterson Petrie. Um, it definitely looks like they really want to try out that Patterson Petrie pairing. And then the third pairing will be um, Ty Smith and Jan Ruta. Tristan Jari will probably get the start. And then uh, Smith will come in for him. Really interesting to me um, that, you know, also, you know, Josh Archibald not getting in this game with a lot of the regulars. You know, do, does that mean anything? I'm not really sure. You know, it's also could be just because he played on Sunday. So they kind of want to just give him a night off. Probably the same with Danton Heinen. So I'm not really going to read too much into it, but. You know, it is interesting that, you know, some of these other notebooks by tweeners like, you know, Zahorna and Kajula, Paling, uh, he's not really a tweener, but, you know, he's probably going to make the team. You know, but some of those players, you know, they're getting in the lineup. O'Connor as well, you know, as they're all continuing to really fight um, for a roster spot at this point. You know, they'll, they'll probably have Archibald in for the next game after that, give him some rest. Um, you know, maybe they'll do another dress rehearsal and, and he'll be in it. I'm not sure. Um, I know a couple of people asked me today, like, you know, why are all the stars playing in this game? And I think it's it's pretty simple to me, um, at least in my opinion. Um, they want to get them some reps together because, honestly, I doubt you're going to see all six of Gensel, Crosby, Raquel, Zucker, Malkin, and Ross play another preseason game together. I doubt it. I think they'll play, you know, some of them will play one game, another one, some of them will play another game, but I don't think you're going to see them play um like two or three more preseason games together i think they, they you know they, they want to manage their reps and all that but they also want to you know at least get them like you know in for one game and then they, they'll be able to practice and all that other stuff during camp and all that so that's at least how i see it um in my opinion um but yeah um that 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 basically wraps up today's show that is a I'm making this correct. I believe that is a seven o'clock start time. I'm sure the Penguins are going to, yeah, um, it's going to be streamed locally on on uh, the Penguins official website. You can also tune in to 105.9 The X um, if you are not near a computer and you can listen to Josh Gets Off and Phil Bort. They also will be doing the stream um, on the official website. So um, again, that will do it for today's episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this one, I know it's preseason hockey. Some of you may not care, but hey, we're back to talking about games. It's good to recap some stuff and uh, give my um, thoughts and analysis on who looked good versus um, who didn't look good and also look ahead to the Penguins' next preseason game. Um, I'll have no- another episode for you all tomorrow. It'll either be during the day after training camp practice or it'll be following the preseason game on Tuesday. I haven't really decided yet uh, to recap that game, but you know we're back to five episodes a week. Really excited for We're only a few days away from October at this point. So again, thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast and I'll be back on Tuesday.